welcome back to the Hot Girl Diaries podcast. So today I am joined with one of my besties, Eleanor, who is an avid listener of Hot Girl Diaries. And how are you today, Eleanor? You know what? I'm doing good here. Mine is just freezing rain, of course. Yeah, she walked in the hail to get here. So that's dedication. Thank her for that. You're welcome, guys. So one of the (laughs) most common DMs I get, and this is partially the reason I'm having Eleanor on, but like maybe 5% of the reason, mostly just because I think it'll be fun, (laughs) um, is people asking me about McGill. And usually a lot of the time they're international students. I myself am Canadian, so I can't speak to the experience of an international student. But Eleanor, as you might be able to tell from her accent, is from the UK. So why don't you share your experience and then we'll talk about fun stuff like dating and play some games. Okay, awesome. So I'm actually really glad I can do this because for me personally, when I was thinking about coming to McGill, I found there were very limited resources for international students. And so I wasn't actually supposed to come to McGill. I would actually accepted um, British University. Some of your listeners might know it's called Bristol uh, to study English literature. And then very last minute, uh, my dad suggested McGill. One of his family friends had gone there and uh, I looked into it. thought it would be really cool. I'd only been to Canada once. Where did you go in, a ca- in Canada? I went to Toronto on a lacrosse tour. Okay. Long story, <laughs> but basically I used to be like a lacrosse legend. Yeah. Fun fact about Eleanor that I didn't know for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's super fun. Um, but yeah, I'd never been to Montreal or anything. Um, Sorry. just My Siri just started calling this girl <laughs> called Sasha, who I like haven't spoken to in eight years. <laughs> oh my God. She's going to be super No. Confused. That's sorry, so Sasha, awesome. Okay. Listening. So sorry to cut you off. I needed to end that. <laughs> Honestly, technical problems. Poor Shira, guys, and I was trying to set this up, or she was trying to set this up. I didn't even know how to use any of the computer things to do this. So. I barely know, so it's fine. Well, better than I am. Anyways, um, but yeah, so my dad is a huge inspiration to me, and I take what he says very seriously, so I did look into it. Um, and yeah, I thought it would be super fun. So I applied. Um, in terms of the application, for people who are thinking about it, it is lengthy in terms of immigration documents and things. The McGill application itself is easy. That I know. Probably same for you, exact same. Super easy. Um, but for Quebec, you have to do a CAQ, which you don't have to do, I don't think, for other um, Canadian universities. That's like an extra factor to consider. What is a CAQ? Um, it's basically just like a Quebec thing to like study in Quebec. Okay. Um, it's just like another document you have to fill out, but it's not deep. It's totally okay. Um, and yeah, so that's it and the study permit you should get that within like six weeks um don't listen to them apply for it like months in advance because mine came just before I was supposed to come it was super stressful but yeah so in terms of applying that was awesome and no regrets at all so what about your experience here so far like starting in first year when um, it was like normal times at least okay so what I would say is uh the dropout rate for international students on the gill anyway is pretty high pure yeah it's actually high and people think purely because I think there is very limited um support here for international students like even now I'm having a nightmare with my study permit having to said it's super easy um guys don't apply if your passport's about to expire because then you have to do the whole thing all over again. <laughs> Mine got lost in the post. It's a nightmare. Um, be waiting for like nine months, but like that's a whole other story. But you're going to get them and it'll be okay. Yeah, okay. Hopefully next two weeks, guys. Pray for me. Um, but yeah, so I would say you have to be a certain kind of person for sure. Like I would say you have to be quite outgoing, independent. Like I've been at boarding school since I was like tiny. So I was already used to being on my own. Obviously, 
homesickness is a factor. I personally don't get homesick. Yeah, I don't get homesick either. Yeah, it's just, it's just like one of those things I feel like. Yeah, but yeah. there's not much pastoral support. So if you're looking for somewhere which is going to like cuddle you and like look after you, um, the guild probably isn't the place for you. But if you're quite gregarious and are quite outgoing. She's an English major in case you can't tell what the words she's using. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Gregarious. Oh, yeah. I would say for me personally, it was definitely by far the best decision I've ever made just purely for the experience. Like I go skiing. Like I've made awesome friends from all over the world. Like we've got friends from, sure, we've got friends yeah. from like, Jamaica, America. Dubai. Name a country. I bet we have a friend from there. Like yeah, that's an awesome thing about my girl, I think, which I don't think you would get at your, especially for your English business. I don't think you really get that so much at um, English universities from what I've gathered from my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I would say there isn't a lot of student support. So keep that in mind when applying. But if you're up for a challenge and you're willing to put yourself out there, it could be the best decision you've ever made. So worth it. So 100% worth it. Like if I could have my time again, I would choose McGill again and again and again. Like it's been the best. Um, So for me personally, it was awesome. By the way, it's super fucking cold in Canada. Yeah. (laughs) you didn't know it was gonna be cold here i knew it was gonna be like colder i didn't know it was gonna be like minus 30 degrees kind of cold yeah well i i actually came from a similar climate because like yeah vancouver, vancouver isn't cold but More montreal yeah oh. is england not rainy like oh no it's like all it does is rain yeah okay yeah, yeah. so yeah. vancouver's like that too yeah no, yeah yeah, yeah. like just we don't have seasons it just rains like 24 7 i actually think vancouver is probably a lot nicer mm. we, we do have summer. a nice summer yeah we don't get that so it's just like montreal great. has a nice summer Montreal's a great summer first summer i ever stayed in montreal was this summer and it was by far one of the best summers of my life so 100 percent stay for the summer guys as well don't do what i did for first and second year which is like go mm. home yeah. um for the summer months because because it's literally the best time to be in montreal oh so much to yeah. do and it's also such a cool city like this is kind of away from being an international student generally but like if you're coming to mcgill in particular like the city just makes it worth it montreal's awesome and we had so much fun in the summer like we found a pool like an outdoor pool (laughs) (laughs) that we literally like low-key snuck into every day like not like snuck into but like our friends had like a membership there but we didn't and we would go to the pool every single day and it was just like so fun literally in downtown montreal oh my god it was awesome like yeah surrounded by those huge buildings it was so cool surreal kind of yeah uh, awesome beach days as well and you met your boyfriend i did meet my boyfriend yeah that is that is true (laughs) okay so now you are graduating a year ahead of me what's next for you what could like somebody expect for that process of going into the real world um i would say one you're totally allowed to be afraid because um i am petrified about being financially independent and um that's okay it's a big step um and i also say in terms of applying for jobs apply 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 like i sent out literally maybe hundreds of applications for I actually got two offers hundreds actually honestly wow like I was also doing them on master which I feel like definitely maybe talk to a career person as well because I feel like my tactics were very wrong I feel like no I feel like that makes sense like you have to send out a lot of applications to get to get where you are a couple <laughs> a couple accepted well honestly I feel like that was definitely my route and it did work out for me but um if you know people as well I didn't unfortunately but if you do know people that also really helped um in terms of graduating year early this is probably relevant for your international students as well you can take a three-year course at mcgill because your a level or ib whatever exams you did at home 
do count. And they give you like a year off, basically. So it is hard. The idea that you guys are going to be uni next semester, and I'm working a nine to five, but I'm also staying in Montreal, which is really nice. Thank God. Thank God. Because there was a point where I was going to go to Seattle. Do you remember that? Yeah, we were going to do a trip to Seattle because <laughs> Eleanor was going to take a job in Seattle, like as soon as she graduated because she just found one there and she'd literally never been before. So we're like, okay, girls' trip to Seattle for reading break. Um, that we quickly canceled that trip as pretty much as soon as we decided we were going to go on it because yeah. Eleanor took a different job but, yeah, but great friends guys just, just, just <laughs> to show you great yeah we'll go to Seattle with you yeah 100% even in the rainy season for spring break yeah. um but yeah and also I would say definitely another uh platform that I found really useful in my application journey was LinkedIn mm. um I was applying a lot on Indeed and just like job sites before yeah and I would say 100% LinkedIn is way easier. Make the connections, find the McGill alumni or whatever university you're at and like work from there because um, networking really is. Did everything. you ever reach out to McGill alumni like in your job search or no? Okay, so I actually didn't. Because <laughs> I've heard that's a thing. Like people do that if totally in the field that they're like looking at. They'll look at McGill alumni that work there and then message them and be like, hey, wondering if I could ask you some questions. Yeah, I've heard of a lot of people doing that. My career's advisor told me to do that. Um at McGill, by the way, definitely use careers. They're awesome. They're super nice. They're just like a good group of moms, basically, and they are just the sweetest people ever, and they hold your hand throughout the whole process. Wait, really? I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. Oh my god, it's so cool. It's like careers. If you look up careers, McGill comes up with a thing to book meetings with them. And oh, that's know. so good. Oh my god, it's amazing. Career. They literally know everything you're to know. And I had this lady called Jan, mm-hmm. and she was just like basically my mom. She was like, "You're amazing. You're." you're going to get a job and I'd be like on the phone like crying like no I'm not I'm kind of a drama queen if you haven't picked up already (laughs) Um, but yeah no so I feel like um definitely use LinkedIn you can 100 uh reach out to alumni and I would have done that if my job search had continued but like it suddenly stopped very short because I got basically my dream job so I was like okay cool perfect like moving on yeah um but that's a really good way of doing things because people are really happy to help or at least that's what I've been told is because everyone's seen there before yeah yeah 100% I've definitely heard that yeah okay so your situation now is you're doing school but you've also kind of already started your job that you're working um (laughs) do you want to explain that a bit and like how you feel so far yeah so of course I've been doing the job for about two and a half weeks now it's with a marketing company it specializes in digital marketing uh, for startup companies um, and I'm basically working as an intern part-time because that's what my student visa allows me to do when it's full-time school I actually only work 25 hours mm-hmm. I mean I say only no that's a lot well that's I have to say I could never at the same time as school well, yeah honestly there are days where I'm super overwhelmed um, I'm sure there are a bunch of people who are doing similar things who listen to your podcast um, and I'm sure they will all agree with me as you do it's like time management is your best friend People so promise at the end of the day and then you still have time for school because you do have enough hours in the day. You do. You just gotta make use of all of them. I feel like I like this happens to me. If I don't schedule out my day, I'll literally sit just like twiddling my thumbs, being like, Okay, which task do I do first? And like I spend hours (laughs) deciding what to do first and I could have had everything done. I know, it's crazy. List, I'm a huge list person. Personally, like Sherry, you can see my laptop right now. Is that she covered in post-it notes with this? Eleanor did so good. I sent her like <laughs> some of the questions that we were going to talk about, and she literally comes with a full like PDF of <laughs> notes for each question. It's like I've never had a guest be so prepared. Well, I am like an organization freak. I get that from my mom. Mom, shout out to you. I don't know if she listens. <laughs> oh, same with my mom. My mom like 
another level. I know. Like, we used to book our summer holidays two years before we went on them. Yeah. Like, and now I have huge respect for her. At the time, I thought she was mental, but... No, she's, like, they're on it. I really understand. Yeah, they really are. Mom, the best. Okay. Okay. Let's stop talking about this stuff. <laughs> now we're going to shift into the part that we're really excited about. Um, so Eleanor and I have really similar views and experiences in dating. So I wanted to discuss our opinions on some things. So my first question for you, Eleanor, is do you believe in playing hard to get? I actually fucking love this question because I think it's so important. So thank you for asking it, Shira. No worries. I love this question too because I feel like I have two answers to it. Okay, so do I. Yeah, I feel like we're going to say the yeah, same yeah. thing. Okay. Sensing a pattern already. Yeah. Um, I would say personally, it really, really depends on the situation. Yeah. I would, say, I would say if you like someone and you know or you see it going somewhere potentially in the future – cut the hard to get thing because it can be super off-putting i think it's a turnoff for guys like if you're like seriously exploring a relationship with somebody that's gonna make them think that you're just like playing games and like not be interested anymore like we're old enough now to be like okay like look i like you i communication is key yeah right like but i also think there is something to be said for when you first start seeing someone not necessarily playing hard to get but don't put everything about your life on the table because yeah. there is an element of you want to stay a little bit mysterious a little bit aloof like I agree like I wouldn't say you should text back like right away every single time no. definitely not and that's not playing games it's just like kind of tailoring how you come off yeah like showing that you have a life like I'm, yeah. I'm busy at some points but also like I can spend 15 minutes going back and forth in conversation on text like yeah. that's fine because like your time is valuable to me and I don't have a lot of time in the day I think that's nice to know yeah um but yeah no I think there are definitely two answers to this because I feel like on the one hand yes it can be good I think it also really depends on the context like like I said if you're going into a relationship with someone or you think you're going to go into a relationship with someone and it's got to the point where you're having those kind of thoughts and feelings then I would say it's a time to have the conversation as opposed to kind of string them along work out what their head's at you know what I mean because yeah there's only so much effort someone will make before they just give up yeah I agree but on the other hand I do think that if you are in like a hookup situation like you're not actually into each other or like you're not looking for a relationship playing hard to get is kind of like the only thing that works I completely agree I wouldn't say then though it's being hard to get I would say it's just like being really transparent about what it is like yeah well you're, it's yeah it's not even really playing it's more just like you genuinely don't care yeah so and you have to genuinely not care for it to work yeah no a hundred percent because i feel like kissing your head to the next question kind of <laughs> That's okay. um, <laughs> like how you act differently for a talking stage versus like being having a hookup and saying i feel like if you're hooking up with someone it is or it should be to avoid confusion and complication a very transactional thing um so it's like hey I'm free this time. Can I come over kind of thing? It's not like... And you don't need to text other than that. No, you don't. And then you leave. If you're lucky or you're feeling extra polite that day, you can say you had a great time or they can say like, I hope yeah. you got home safely or whatever. Like whoever felt this thing, I don't know. But I feel like um, that's very different from talking stage. And actually, I feel like it's important to go into hookup culture with that attitude because it avoids complications and confusions in the future. Yeah. So this leads perfectly into my next question. How would you differentiate between like, am I, how do you act in the talking stage versus in hookup culture? And like, how do you know which one you're in? That's a really interesting question. Um, Speaking from personal experience, for me, um, I try, especially when I was on dating apps and stuff, like I was single for like a year and a half while I was with my current boyfriend. 
Um, and you know what? I was on every single dating app on the planet and I had a great time on them for what it was worth. Yeah. But I definitely knew as soon as I was going to see someone, what it was going to be, if it was going to be like a casual thing or if it was going to be something more serious. Um, and I tried as much as possible to keep the casual things very brief, very transactional, very transparent, mm-hmm. because I feel like once you start kind of talking to them unnecessarily when you don't need to inevitably you're going to catch feelings like sex is involved like it's a whole other ball game um and I feel like if you're in a talking stage with someone for me anyway I have a three-date rule which I know can sound kind of old-fashioned I don't think that's old-fashioned I actually think honestly for myself it's a little bit weird if you're trying to get to know somebody and dating somebody to hook up with them right away I completely agree I always say I feel like if you're going to sleep with someone on the first date you will probably most likely and this is an exceptional situation that you will most probably like you just end up being hook up yeah well yeah I think it depends like it definitely does happen mm. that people get into relationships but for the most part yeah and also like I just feel like give yourself the three the reason I say three dates is because I probably got it from some shitty rom-com like way back when I feel like sex in the city I feel like they have a three-day rule yeah it could be that it could be a three-day rule I'm a huge fan of sex in the city so very possible um just want to be Samantha honestly yeah it's so much you are Samantha. <laughs> um but yeah I would say three days just because not because it's like playing hard to get or anything it just gives them a chance to know if you're serious about like potentially seeing this person I think you know I say most of us know mm-hmm straight away if you are just going to be seeing that person for hookups or if you're going to potentially see future with that person I would say it's really important to date a little bit first like let them take you out you take them out like it doesn't have to be expensive it doesn't have to it could be literally free you go for a walk or something um go to a lake I don't know like you know what I mean just like yeah. spend some time with that person let them get to know you beyond that and then if it goes from there and it doesn't work out then at least you know that they got to know you and you got to know them kind of thing yeah and like to put it really bluntly if you want to explore a relationship with somebody go on dates like it's yeah. so obvious but you have to go on dates you can't just hang out at one of your houses because not a date. that's not a date they're gonna like think something else is happening Super and confusing. probably expect it which isn't right but you might put yourself in an uncomfortable situation yeah and I've done that yeah and it's just not good for anybody so if you're not looking for hookup culture and you are looking to just like be in the talking stage and date somebody date somebody like go on dates and yeah if a guy asks you to hang out don't see that guy 100% I completely agree and I also feel like don't date unless you're ready to date that's the other thing yeah don't force yourself into I see so many people all the time myself included my past self oh my god just like funny hopping from relationship to relationship like that tells me anyway, because I've done this, so I can really yeah. speak to it. Um, you're not comfortable being on your own. Mm-hmm. And you need to be comfortable on your own if you're going to see someone else. Honestly, it's funny because with me and Luke anyway, it came at a time I was least expecting it. And I feel like sometimes, not always, of course, that is the best time. Because, like, I've been alone. Alone. Oh, my God. Um, I've been single. <laughs> alone. I've been all alone. <laughs> in the depths of despair (laughs) god forbid (laughs) throwing all the cells um no i've been like single for a good year and a half um from my last relationship which was just like huge floods of tears and just like the worst like heartbreak city central just but I'm really glad the best thing I ever did was take that time to be on my own because I learned a lot of things about myself. Yeah, I've learned so much about myself and I feel like I've said it a billion times on this podcast. But like since I've started this podcast, 
I've grown an incredible amount. Yeah. And like, I think that's a huge part of that is that I broke up with my boyfriend, like pretty close to when I started it. Yeah. And I just needed that time for myself. I wanted to, uh, I was going to ask this question later, but I feel like this is a good kind of segue. Um, obviously I'm a single girl and you're in a relationship, but we get on very well and we hang out and we have a lot of fun together. (laughs) And I feel like maybe too much fun. Um, I feel like you're really good at this and a lot of people aren't is making space and time for yourself and for your friends when you're in a relationship, even if it's like you're so in love with this person, you want to spend 24 seven with them, but you still do such a good job of balancing it. How do you do that? And what are your thoughts on that? First off, thank you. And also, you guys can't see this, but I've just taken a sip of my tea that's going baby, and it's delicious. So thank you for that. Cheers. No problem. <laughs> Cheers. Obviously, I have to give tea to my British friend. But yeah, no, I think it's a really good question. And it's personally something I really work on. So I'm really glad that you think I'm good at it. Because um, it is hard when you, when that person, like, I would 100% say, percent say that Luke is my best friend yeah and I think your your partner should be your best friend and I've always felt like my partner is my best friend in the relationships I've been in a hundred percent my mom always said that to me about my dad she was like you'll know when you've met like your person when they just make you laugh all the time yeah and they're your best friend and I think that's true like fundamentally that's what it is um so it can be hard like having time away from them but what I love about well there are many things I love about Luke but what I love about him and I is um he has his own shit to do like he's very busy yeah I'm also very busy but I think honestly even before him like in my last relationship I always made time for my friends as well and I feel like it's really important because like you know what like relationships like they come and they go like life gets in the way you could think you're going to be with this person forever but it doesn't mean necessarily that you are going to be um and your friends are your rocks like they will be there for you for always they will be there for you the happy times the sad times the good times the bad times like you've got to keep your friends close and I think when you feel like or you get feedback potentially from your friends saying you're not spending enough time with them you're not making the effort that's definitely time to have some internal reflection yeah for sure because I feel like if it's getting to the point where you are completely monopolizing your time for them with that one person <laughs> he just texted her <laughs> so distracted um you're saying you need to do internal reflection because I feel like when you're spending all your time with that person to the point that your friends don't feel like you're making an effort with them anymore then something's really wrong yeah you can't of course your partner is supposed to make you incredibly happy yeah when it's a good relationship um but they shouldn't be your entire source of happiness and I think that is a really important distinction that people often forget or like don't take mind off and I think that's so smart and like so true and such a good point and beyond like even if you think I'm gonna be with this person forever even like for the health of your relationship it's important because if you're depending on somebody else to be your like like I like what you said your main source of happiness or your only source of happiness imagine the pressure that puts on them and imagine like how that makes them feel and like how that makes you feel if you're not happy unless you're with them or unless you're getting feedback for them or if you get in a fight then like that ruins your day yeah not your week. yeah honestly it's so true and also fucking scary like can you imagine yeah. your whole entire happiness being rooted in your relationship with one person it's crazy like and i've done that like this is speaking from experience oh, me too me too yeah like been there done that 
Yeah. yeah. I think it is really important. I think we both learned from it as well. I don't think we'd ever do that again. Exactly, yeah. Because, like, you and, um... I don't, uh, maybe let's not say his name. I could. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really. He he literally told me like when we broke up. He goes. I think I asked. I go. <laughs> I go. Can I talk about this on the podcast? He goes. I'm an open book. I don't really care what you talk about. Perfect. I know. Damn it. Like I need to find another one like that. But um, maybe let's not say his name. Yeah. We'll call him John. John. Yeah. Boring, but maybe like Fernando. Fernando? Spicy. Okay, Fernando. Fernando. When you were going out, Fernando. Um, <laughs> good old Fernando. Um, I would say you were amazing as well. And it is definitely again coming back to like time management. I know it sounds weird, the idea that you have to like factor in social occasions. Mm-hmm. But if you're busy people, like we're both very busy people, Shira. Yeah. Like maybe more, I would say, than a lot of our friends are. I would um and I think it's important to factor in that like social time because also it gives you a break um and you need breaks from your person you yeah. need breaks from your person like Luke is, Luke is um about to be a plumber for those of you who don't know which we like most people listen to this podcast um he is in trade school right now so he does school from 8 a.m until 3 and then he's at work until 7 so he's gone the whole day but I love that because it means yeah. I can get on with my own shit Hang out with my university friends who are doing the same shit that I'm doing. And um, when I see him in the evenings, when he comes over, it's super nice and it feels like I'm excited to see him. Yeah. And we've done that where we used to And then he usually sleeps over. And he usually, yeah. Yeah. I don't kick him to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> so then you like have the morning with him and then you go your separate ways, which is exactly what I used to do with Fernando. <laughs> Fernando. Um, it's a little different because we're both students. So like, we could have very well spent the entire day together. I was going to say harder almost. But we didn't. And we dated during the pandemic, so school was online. We literally could have spent 24-7 together if we wanted to. But we'd wake up in the morning, go our separate ways. You know, if I was at his house, I'd go back to mine. If he was at mine, he'd go back to his. Do school from, like, whatever, 9.30 till 4. Yeah. And then we'd usually meet up for an afternoon walk, Nothing. go to the grocery store, make dinner together, watch a movie, go to bed. Like. Yeah. Just like have, I literally we sound like grandparents. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then we'd have an early night. <laughs> we would. We'd we would read before bed together next to each other. <laughs> I mean, honestly, people could say that's boring if they want to. I do that with the. He doesn't read. He like watches UFC podcasts. Or UFC, yeah. Whatever he does with UFC and Joe Rogan, I don't like to get into it too much. Yeah. Um, Maybe let's not promote. Yeah. Um, Shame. Be madly <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Luke. <laughs> Shout out to you. Luke also wanted to come on my podcast. Yeah, I don't know what he would have talked I don't know. I'd love to have him on, but like, we'll work on that. I don't know. He's like, he wants to talk about what's the fighting thing called UFC? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not having him to talk about yeah, UFC. No, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I also think there's truth be told about like having a partner that pushes you forward. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get comfortable. And just, like, lay on the couch all day and watch movies. Which is totally fine to do occasionally. Like, I love our... Me and Luke always try to factor in a date night at least once a month, no matter how busy we are. Um, like, just go to a restaurant or something, have dinner together. Like, do something like that. But also, I feel like when I was going to take the job in Seattle, I think the biggest... Or my, my proudest moment for him, anyway, was... Um, obviously, it was, like, a very scary time because 
for him mostly, I would say, but also for me, mm-hmm. um, because I was going to be moving away potentially, like, really far. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Is my thing still on? Please say it's still recording. Okay, good. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, so disheveled. I'm like, frantically swapping my mouth to make sure my computer's still up, but... Um, I have not been. He, if anything, he was super supportive of me going, and I knew he was worried about it, um, and... He was super supportive, encouraged me to go, has always pushed me, pushed me to take the internship. Um, he couldn't be more proud of what I'm doing right now. Like, his latest thing is he likes to buy me little knickknacks for my desk. Um, so I have nice things to look at when I'm doing my work. I, yeah. That's really cute. Wait, what? <laughs> like, what kind of knickknacks? Well, okay, so the latest one is today he got bored at school, um, and he, like, sold, like, uh, what's it called? Solder? When you, like put two pieces of pipe together anyway he did that i have no idea with like a bunch of pipes like wait i'll show you unfortunately i can't show you guys but it's basically like yeah i'm really not getting a it swing made out of like copper pipe like this is it <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do with that's exactly. so funny but he was like, like you you'll just play, play with, with it. it yeah and then he was like look i cleaned it um but yeah you know so that's just like latest thing but it's just that's really cute his love language is definitely like that kind of thing his love language is definitely gifts yeah, he brings you flowers rings yeah. that he finds in the snow <laughs> yeah, that was really random no but like super cool as well yeah um but no his love language is definitely gifts, definitely gifts. yeah he's been awesome about that and i feel like that is really important in relationships. to have someone who's going to push you to be the best version of yourself and the most successful version of yourself um, and not hold you back, which I feel like is yeah. super common. And on that note, I think I know what you're going to say, but what are your thoughts on like going to a university or going to a city or a job for um, because your partner is going there or is there? <laughs> oh, don't do it. Don't do it. I actually saw Gillian um, Anderson, who is like a favorite actress of mine. You, I don't know if you She's British. I think I know who that is. Is she in um, Sex Education? Is she? Yes. The mum? Yes. Okay, she, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot she did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She okay, yeah, I love her. She recently just won an award, I actually think, for Sex Education. Yeah, I bet. And the end of her speech was, follow your dreams, not your boyfriends. Love I'm that. Here, which is so Oh my true. god, she's so smart. She's so smart, and it's so true. My mum has always said that to me. I think that's one of her biggest worries about me dating Luke, was that I was mm-hmm. staying in Montreal for him, as opposed to staying in Montreal for, like, the job. Yeah. And... Like, luckily, the best job happened to be virtual, so I could stay in Montreal. I was based in Ontario. Um, but that was complete coincidence, because I was ready to up my life and move to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and that is extreme. across the country. <laughs> you could, though. You could. But you, and you should. If you want to do that, and you feel like that's where your life is heading, and that's where you want to go, and that's going to be the best decision for you, if your partner is worth his soul, he will encourage you to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. you can make the decision, like, if you're going to do long distance or not, but... Yeah. You know. I mean, like, sure, you and your high school boyfriend, like, one did you go to university, the same university as him? Well, that was my whole debate, like, for yeah. grade, pretty much grade 11 and 12, because we started dating in the beginning of grade 10, mm. and we were, like, as much as, as in love you can be for, like, a 15, 16-year-old, yeah. and he wanted to go to UBC in Vancouver, where we're from. I didn't, I never wanted to stay at home. No. But then a part of me was really, really entertaining the idea of staying and going to UBC, 
and ultimately obviously I decided to go to McGill but like that was a really hard decision to make and I almost stayed there for him because I loved him so much and I envisioned this whole life where we'd go to school together and then maybe in our third year we'd move in together and then get married and have babies and I'd just be with this one guy for the rest of my life but I knew that I would never be happy if I did that because I needed to move away I always wanted to go to McGill I always wanted to go to Montreal since I was little and I've always wanted to like meet new people and like date different people and see what I like and be single as well like as a young person I don't know oh my god yeah I remember guys I remember single Shira and she was wild I'm single right now (laughs) sorry (laughs) first year Shira yeah first year Shira was a whole different level yeah Um, yeah concerning yeah we lived um if you know McGill and you know the residences we lived in Upper Res and Gardner and we were like three doors down from each other yeah, on the fifth floor crazy. super oh, cute lethal yeah I like couldn't I'm a grandma now yeah, no, wait, not I'm even grandma, we, yeah. we do have fun together though still yeah we do Oh my god, that was that so, was so fun. fun. I like don't even know what to say about it. No, we had a lot of fun. That guy uh, didn't work out with me, but, but it was a great night for what it's worth. Oh my god, yeah. Good memories. Good memories. Okay. How, if you do, mm. do you approach the what are we conversation? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, so before when I was saying about how I tried to categorize between like hookups and more serious things, there is one time where I got them confused, <laughs> which is why I have this rule for myself now. Um, and basically, I've been seeing this guy for a while um, and maybe two or three months and we were going on dates, but like nothing had been said about like, exclusive status whatever I kind of just took that for granted so you thought that you kind of yeah. you guys were like kind of dating I thought I went for my boyfriend but I would definitely have said we were dating like you were dating but you were also seeing other people at the time or no no okay I wasn't the plot thickens. oh gosh <laughs> so I did eventually because I've always been a huge advocate for communication in relationships I feel like it's so important mm-hmm um, and I did eventually ask him, I think it was two or three months in, uh, like, basically, where is this going? Yeah. Fully, by the way, expecting the answer to be like, uh, you're my girlfriend. Right. Two or three months in, that's a long time. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, and he turned out not saying um, that, obviously. <laughs> um, and he was basically like, oh, like, this is just casual. I just, like, like hanging out with you as well. Um, so, like, that's why. Which, by the way, is so weird. Yeah. Why- I hate situationships. Yeah. Oh, he's like, we're friends with benefits. I was like, uh. That's not friends not with benefits. Friend. You're not my friend. Yeah. You're like going on dates. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. That's not friends with benefits by no, definition. Was, yeah. That's a huge a whole other thing. Anyway. But a lot of guys are like that. So. A lot of guys. Yeah. So if you find yourself in that situation, my honestly, my biggest advice, I'm sure it shares this too, is just ask the question. Because my only regret from that was not asking sooner. Yeah. 100%. I think it's actually appropriate even like on the first date if you want to. Oh, now I always do. I always, if I am going on a date date with someone... I always precursor with, like, what are you looking for, by the way? I would yeah, say. absolutely. And, like, also that goes to knowing yourself and, like, knowing what you want. Because yeah. 
I feel like right now I'm not really dating much because I don't really know how to answer that question. Yeah, and that's really mature of you, and that's how it should be. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who feel like they can just date around for the sake of dating around and play with other people's feelings. Yeah. Super uncool. Yeah. But there are all of them out there. Um, and yeah, I feel like if you're going to do it, just say casually, just be like, hey, so like, I know we got into this under like the impression it was just going to be whatever. Yeah. But since then i started feeling x way like, yeah way. i just want to check in and see like that's if you accidentally are. get into a situation yeah. where yeah exactly. like, start like ideally we start in the beginning by yeah. saying what we want ideally, but like sometimes it's yeah exactly and then you know don't have like an expectation for what his answer is going to be to that you know what i mean like you need to ask that knowing that the answer could not yeah. be one that you like and honestly you know what? after that i was sad for maybe a couple days if that <laughs> and then i just got over it and i started dating again yeah you know what like you can't and then because then you know also i wouldn't i i wouldn't phrase it like what are we also no, no. because you're giving him all the power you're putting the ball completely in his court like and also quite a scary situation to be put in to be quite on the spot yeah like what are we like how, why does he get to decide this is like two people are in yeah. the relationship you should start probably by expressing how you feel and then just be like what are your thoughts or how do you feel they say hey do you know what actually i'm not feeling that way you can say okay cool i'm glad i checked in yeah um and then block him on everything 100 percent. goodbye (laughs) (laughs) sayonara (laughs) i have to say eleanor and luke luke is eleanor's boyfriend like are the best model of a relationship of people like around my age that I know and I've told her this so many times I've told both of them this and they always think I'm just pumping their tires but like genuinely it's coming from like the truest most honest place because like I just look at the way that they love each other and like how healthy they are and I'm so impressed and I know in the past that that hasn't always been your experience so do you want to talk a little bit about that and like not settling for less than that yeah absolutely look I am really lucky now because I wasn't expecting it but I feel like I have absolutely met the love of my life at 20 years old I'm not 21 um and he's 100% probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, there are too many crazy coincidences for us not to be soulmates. Like, his mom is in the same place that my dad is from, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny town on the coast of England. Yeah. Um, in the middle of fuck, fuck, nowhere. <laughs> um, and I met him in Montreal. Like, there's just, you know what I mean? There's, like, yeah, crazy coincidences. Like and wild. he's just, like, like I said, I think I've already said this. He's my best friend. Like, mm-hmm. I love him to death. However. However. <laughs> I had to grow a lot and go through a lot before I could get here. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I look back on my past relationships here and I literally think, oh, my God, I get so embarrassed. No, same. Like, what a good. I, like, won't even admit certain things, like, no. they like to my grave. No. Oh, my God. The amount of shit that I put up with is yeah. insane. Um, And I feel like, honestly, now I would never, God forbid something happens to me, Luke, I would never settle for anything less. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Once you are in a really healthy relationship, like you and Fernando were. Yeah. Kind of. We weren't always, though. Oh, that is true. <laughs> I forgot about you and Fernando's uh, bikini Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> but yeah, no, like 100% you have to go through some really shitty relationships to get where I, get where I was now. Um, I'm now. And um, like my first relationship was with a guy who was older than me in America. Well, he was from America. 
it happened in England. He was like on an exchange program or something. Really yeah. doesn't listen to this. I have no idea. How he will have never like, listened to this. I feel like. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Anyway. Um. And I was just. I did everything. I just was the coolest person in the world. I did absolutely everything for him. Um. Embarrassingly so. Like mm-hmm. he would like serial cheat on and, me. And he was the worst. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he would serial cheat. Like. Yeah. And I found out. In all fairness to me, actually no, there really isn't any. I was I awful, 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 awful. I let him walk all over me, do whatever I wanted. I never even actually broke up with him. He broke up with me, which is probably, in a way, the most embarrassing part. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, no, I, mean, I relate, like, though. Criminal. Like, oh, my God. Um, and that's definitely not me. And then I got, and then I think, well, basically, we broke up, and then I came to university pretty much straight away. Mm-hmm. So I went, then bunny hopped to two different relationships. Like, I wasn't, I went out with this one guy for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I introduced them. Not on purpose even. We literally I was I don't know if I was I think I was with you. I was with Eleanor and we ran into my friend on the street and they just locked eyes and I drifted away into the background and they didn't even see me anymore because he started reciting poetry to her. Honestly, I don't even remember that part. You don't remember that? Oh my God, I could tell you exactly what happened that night. Oh, I don't know if I want to know. Do you want me to know the story? Oh, yeah, we're at the same time. Okay, so here's what happened. Eleanor and I were out clubbing and we were in line at, at Tu Chao, which is... I, I don't even know what to call it because it's not a restaurant. It's <laughs> it's like, yeah, like awful food for $2. Anyways, we were in line for two chow and it's quite late at night. <laughs> and uh, my friend comes up. Oh my God, hi, whatever, like greet each other. And I go, oh, this is my friend Eleanor. And literally he looks into her eyes and he starts reciting poetry being like, your eyes are so blue like the ocean. <laughs> yeah so then that happened and then i was walking back actually i think eleanor you had gone ahead and i was waiting with oh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to kill that one out <laughs> what would she call him Fred. and then didn't he speak to you in an irish accent all night oh my god i forgot that yeah he pretended he was irish for like the first few times yeah <laughs> he, and and yeah so the next day i i talked to eleanor i go oh how was your your uh night with fred and she goes i didn't know he was irish i go I'm I'm not sure that he is. What do you mean? And she's like, oh, he has an Irish accent. I thought he was like, he told me he was like an exchange student or something. And then we broke up. And then not even a month later, I started going out with someone else. Which I feel like, upon reflection, I'd literally bunny hop between three different relationships. And that was totally me not being comfortable being on my own. And I can see that now. And I was treated badly in all of them. And in the last one, the most recent one before Luke, um... The guy went with, out with after Fred. Um, we need to go on a date. Not once. That's crazy. I feel like this is so common. Yeah. And I feel like it's definitely a thing in university. Like, yeah. and uh, I don't know. I feel like high schoolers even go on more dates. And like, in university, people don't go on dates. No. I mean, I do. But a lot of people don't. No, a lot of people don't. It's really surprising. We would have thought that would seriously not be the case. But it 100% is. Really weird and sad. Really weird and sad. And I thought I was head over heels in love with this guy. I really did. And then now I look back on it and I totally wasn't. That was not love. There was no emotional connection there whatsoever. That was purely sexual. But what do you think it was that made you feel like you were in love? Like anxious attachment? I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was the first time I'd been treated. Uh, that's kind of unfair to Fred. It's the first time I'd been like sexually attracted to someone and also um, felt like I was getting 
half of like what I the respect I deserve. Half. <laughs> oh my god, sure. And I went back and I was like, no, that wasn't even half. I really just fucking put up with so much shit. And like, I a hundred percent now can look back on it and think I'm so glad. And I'm also really glad I had my heart broken by that last guy yeah. too, because I feel like I grew a lot from that. Yeah. Like I'm sure you'll agree with me. Like heartbreak. I was really sad. I went like, on a rampage for a year and a half. Yeah. I just saw the sides. And best thing I ever did was be alone for that year and a half because that 100%, if I hadn't done that, I would not be ready to be in a relationship I am in now. Yeah. Um, and heartbreak really does heal. And if you guys go through heartbreak, everyone will tell you time is your best friend and you're going to want to punch them in the face because yeah. it feels like your whole world is just like caving in. Mm-hmm. They all rise. It's literally, honestly, I think heartbreak is the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Oh, my God. You feel like your soul. Like, even, like, like, compared to physical pain, like, it's worse. Well, it, I feel like it is an illness. It, it, it's yeah. awful. It's awful. Like, you, like you kind of want to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's you can't, I, I can't eat or sleep. I'm, like, yeah. 100%. It's the worst thing ever. Everything reminds you of them. Yeah. It's fucking worse. Literally, like, I remember being heartbroken and sitting in lectures in first year, like, from still like trying to get over my first relationship with my high school boyfriend and I would just like tears would start welling up in my eyes unprompted like I was just sad yeah and there was nothing I could do and like <laughs> yeah no it it genuinely is the worst feeling in the world and it like dominates everything mm-hmm. you do that you cannot escape it but honestly my biggest advice would be don't like really embrace those feelings um try as much as you can to make peace with them grow from them and eventually i know it doesn't feel like it will but eventually it will just hurt less and less and less until it doesn't hurt at all yeah and it took me a year and a half um so i'm not saying it's going to be a quick fix but you learn so much about yourself my little sister's actually going through this right now with her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend yeah um and that was my big advice for her i was like don't try and like suppress your feelings mm-hmm. embrace them as you much have as you to can. be sad you have to be sad you're allowed to be sad yeah just don't let yourself be sad forever no and i think i did a whole episode on this i think yeah you did about breakups yeah, did. and dating did yeah i did <laughs> yes, that one <laughs> did you listen to that one with luke yeah i did actually we were driving back from our college weekend and yeah I was like, this is- so i definitely yeah. said that in there like you have to be sad i personally have been through like two heartbreaks i think yeah. i mean and the second one was way easier than the first one. The first one's definitely the killer. The first one, like, I was so broken and I didn't know what to do with myself. I had been dating this person since I was 15. So, like, my whole adolescent life, basically, like, yeah. since I grew boobs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's my whole life. And I always had him to depend on. And then all of a sudden, I was all alone. And that's really scary. It is really scary. And being on your own for the first time, like, it's really scary. Yeah. At least for a little bit anyway. That being said, and I think this is your point, is it's necessary. Yeah. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. I remember my mom told me after, like, the day four of me not eating or leaving my bed, she was like, okay, like, you've had your time now. Mm-hmm. Get dressed. Put some makeup on. We're going to go shopping. Yeah. Like, time to live a little bit. Yeah. And she was like, no more now. You can only wallow for a certain amount of time yeah. before you're just at the embarrassing and also like you're at that point you're making yourself more depressed by like living in a depression hole and like sitting on your couch all day like of course you're not going to be happy if you're not moving your body going out seeing your friends eating taking care of yourself generally oh my god yeah i see all these people on social media and stuff really getting into working out and stuff after breakups and like working on themselves 
awesome. Good for fucking you. Yeah. Take that time. It doesn't have to be working out, though. Like, for me personally, what I did in my time when I was on my own, which I grew a lot emotionally, mm-hmm. I learned how to be on my own. Yeah. Um, me too. Yeah. It's the best fucking feeling in the world. And now we love being on our own. And it's beyond... Yeah, I think it's honestly, like, the whole working out thing. Like, I'm obviously into fitness. That's a big part of my brand. That's a big part of my life. Always has been. But that doesn't cure you from a heartbreak. It doesn't. It distracts you. It probably boosts your serotonin, (laughs) you know? Motivates you, but... Whatever. But that didn't actually help me with the emotional growth that I've had. Yeah. It's really a mental thing and, like, experiencing being on your own and figuring it out. A hundred, hundred percent. And I feel like honesty as well, which is a point that I really want to talk about, and I think you do too, it's like I really think like spending that time on your own and getting to know yourself, like away from being in a relationship with someone else, um, the confidence that you yes. gain. Yes, literally was going to be my next question. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like the confidence that you gain in yourself and who you are as a person, yeah. aside from anything else, just completely changes the way you are with other people. Yeah, I feel like I've come out of my shell and become so much more outgoing. Oh, 100%. Since I've known you yeah no absolutely since you've known me I mean it's and I continue to get more and more every day like I think because you really like when you're on your own I feel like it like what's the word for like fast forwarding like like expediates (laughs) expediates that's definitely not a word accelerates Accelerates? yeah accelerates your growth and like you just learn so much so quickly because you have to because you're forced to yeah, no, 100% you do. I mean, like, I feel like confidence is the most sexy thing in the world. And yes. um, for me, having been with quite toxic people, um, something I heard a lot was that I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I threw a fit yeah. or whenever I got me upset too. about something they did, or didn't even throw a fit. Every time I, like, picked up on something and I was like, oh, hey, like, next time, would you mind? I would always get, oh, my God, you're so crazy. You're so insane. Like, no one else will ask me to do this. Blah, 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 blah. Which is just... People making excuses. It is people make, and it took me a long time to work that out. But mm-hmm. I genuinely thought it was a me problem until I spent time apart. Yeah. And I like reassessed my standards and like what I expected in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I can truthfully say, Luke has never called me cra- called me crazy ever. Because you haven't had to act crazy. I haven't had to act crazy. <laughs> he doesn't give me a reason to act crazy. Yeah. And I feel like honestly, next time, guys, someone calls you crazy, reflect on what that means because. They must have either done something to make you act crazy, mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. Or they're deflecting on, like, a whole other thing. Or they're literally just, like, lazy. Yeah. Like, you're asking for the bare minimum, and they're like, no, you're crazy. Yeah. Honestly, respect yourself yeah. and learn to be with yourself before you can be with anyone else. Because then you know when someone is absolutely taking the fucking piss mm-hmm. and, like, just making you want to tear your hair out. You know, once you've had that time apart, that this is not about you. Yeah. This is 100% a them problem. And if they can't respect your boundaries and what you want from them and what you want to get from that relationship, that's a them problem, not yeah. a you problem. Agreed. Okay, well, I feel like we covered some, like, really good topics and had some great chats. Me. Yeah, well, now we're going to play a few games. <laughs> if you're still um, awake and ready. Oh, yeah, 100%. Hit me with it. Okay. So first, we're going to play Fuck, Mary Kill. I think you mean Smoke, Mary Avoid. <laughs> we literally had this exact conversation. <laughs> I go, we were like talking about doing this podcast. We were sitting around the table and Eleanor goes, oh my God, we should play Snog, Mary Avoid. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, no, I, I think Snog, Mary Avoid is much nicer. It's much more gentle. 
Yeah. I'm going to go by Snog Mary Void. I, we'll do Snog Mary Void. Okay. I'm so excited. Snog Mary Void. Okay. We're doing like, imagine the young versions of these people. Okay, yeah, of course. Okay, Matt Damon, Ooh. Leonardo DiCaprio, Ooh. and Johnny Depp. Okay. Hard. I don't even know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Should I pull up pictures so we can, like, decide? Or, like, can you just imagine? Yeah, I, I can imagine. Okay. Because those, you just listed, like, three of my most favorite. No, same. Yeah. Um, okay, it has to be, I think I would marry Johnny Depp. Okay. Because I feel like he has a really nice personality. Like, I feel like he would make me laugh. Yeah. And he dropped the gorgeous. Honestly, just for the accent, I think I would smog Matt Damon and avoid Leonardo DiCaprio. That's because I feel like everyone Ooh. goes for Leonardo DiCaprio as well. Yeah, I honestly, I can't even decide. Okay, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like I would marry Matt Damon. Ooh, I respect that. I, I think so, because, cute. I don't know, he's just, like, cute. Like, I think he's the most attractive to me. And then I'd have to snog Leo because I've loved him for too long and then kill Johnny Depp. Kill? That's my husband you're talking about. I know, but I, <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I just can't. I just kind of see him as like a pirate now. <laughs> I think he's the most sexy. Okay, this is weird. This is a weird fact about me. This is totally amazing. Okay. Don't read too much into this. I find Johnny Depp the most sexy when he's Captain Jack Sparrow. And I find Orlando Bloom <laughs> sexy when he's the elf in the Lord of the Rings. You're weird. I'm definitely I don't relate to that. <laughs> okay, this is on brand because we're not on brand, on theme because we've been watching Euphoria. Okay. Um, Zendaya, Ooh. Alexa Demi. Who's that? That's Maddie. Oh, she's hot too. And Sydney Sweeney, Cassie. Yeah. Straight up. So I'd probably snog Cassie and try and cope with you, potentially. Obviously. And I think I would marry Zendaya, and I think I would. I just find Maddie so infuriating in the show. I would have to just no. I think I would snog Maddie and kill Sydney Sweeney because everyone tells me I look like Sydney Sweeney, and I just feel like that's weird. I just feel like that's too much if we like. Too much. You definitely do look like her. You're so lucky. Except she has big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Your house is nicer than hers. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take that. Okay, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, me too. It's from Vancouver. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh my god, you did this on purpose. And then, kind of random, Chris Pine. I don't even know who that is. Okay, wait, I'm showing you Chris Pine. He's super good looking. I'm definitely going to avoid him anyway. because Probably because you don't know him. Oh my god, that's so... He's in, um, he's like, I think he's in the the Princess Diaries. Oh, I love the Princess Diaries. Oh, he does not do it for me at all. Really? Okay. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so clearly voiding him. Okay, I think me i'm gonna go with it's actually really easy surprising me it shouldn't okay. be but i'm just weird a hundred percent marrying warren reynolds me too like have you seen how nice he is in Blake Lively? yeah and he's just like funny he's hilarious he's so funny and that makes him have major points in my book he could be super ugly and he could still laugh instead yeah 100%. i think i'm gonna agree with you actually void Boy, fine yeah and definitely snog well ryan gosling's like my absolute celebrity crush so i have to snog him yeah snog ryan gosling Mary Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Floyd Chris Pine. Okay, back to the girls. Margot Robbie, so hot. Rihanna. <gasps> I know. Yeah. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Jennifer Aniston. Oh my god. Uh, 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 okay, this is gonna sound crazy, but I feel like I would avoid Margot Robbie. I kind of think so too. Cause my initial reaction was like, 
oh, I can't void her. But then I was like, but the other two are so iconic. Oh, iconic. I feel like I would have to marry Jen. I would marry Rihanna. I would smoke Rihanna. I'd stalk Jen. I would give Rihanna a passionate, passionate Rihanna's smoke. just so cool. I can marry her because she's, like, cooler than I am. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that would just make the playing field way too uneven. Because, oh, yeah, you know, me and uh, Jennifer Aniston are so on par. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. I feel like these guys aren't really our type. Okay, that's fun as well, though. Timothy Chalamet. No, not my type. Yeah. Pete Davidson. Oh, kind of. Kind of, right? Okay. Yeah, I, and then Harry Styles. Um, well, I've been in direct notes since I literally could walk. Yeah. So, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. I think I would... Uh, I don't even know. I think I would... I would no. definitely avoid Tim. I would definitely avoid Tim 100 easy. Do you know he gave, like, half of New York to Minia? Did you hear that? I Yeah, like, all the NYU students, I think. I heard about that. Gross. Um, so he's an avoid. So definitely not him. Definitely not him. I think I would marry Pete Davidson because he seems really funny. Mm-hmm. And he also seems like... Also because he used to date Ariana Grande. Although Harry Styles has also dated like really hot, cool people. So I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like as well, like Pete Davidson seems like such an like, emotional hug. Like yeah. Ariana Grande was really going through it and he was there for her. And now Tim Case is having her divorce and now he's there for her. Yeah. I just feel like he's just an amazing emotional support network and he seems really funny too. I also feel like he has a lot of issues though. Yeah. I think I'd still marry him. And I think I would definitely smoke Harry. Yeah. I feel like I would get annoyed by Harry if I married him. I feel like my initial reaction was going to say to marry Pete, but I kind of think I'd marry Harry Styles. You'd have really hot babies. No, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) No, really, you would. The hair would be gorgeous. Yeah. And I have one more game. Okay. Playing Would You Rather. Oh, Would You Rather. Okay, I love this game. Okay, these questions are kind of random. I came up with them earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Okay, first question. Would you rather get married right now? Or when you're 40? Right now, I'd marry <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So, Eleanor and Luke's wedding is next year. No. <laughs> Save the date. Um, personally, I think I'd wait till I'm 40. Because I couldn't get married right now. Because first of all, who would I marry? <laughs> you can marry me. China, maybe? I don't think that's allowed when you like have a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's cool. Like, that's it's not cool. right. That's <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Luke would be into that. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Have to ask him. Luke, is you listening in? <laughs> Luke, is it okay? <laughs> Can I marry Eleanor? Um, I think I'd have to wait till I'm 40, but I would just be, like, common-law or, like, have a partner. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like way too much emphasis. I definitely want to have a wedding. I want to have a wedding, and I would ideally not have to wait till I'm 40 to have a wedding. Yeah, I agree. Also, but you can have kids and stuff before that. Like, just- Yeah, exactly. That's what I would do. I would have kids, like, pretend we're married, but just, like, wouldn't be actually married. I'd honestly probably just have the party, have the wedding. <laughs> just not yeah. actually. Like, if I had to. You know. Probably. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather... Have a video of you peeing your pants go viral, like have a million views, mm-hmm. or stand in person in front of a lecture hall of 500 people and pee your pants. 100% go viral. 100% go viral. But nobody can film it in the lecture hall. So only those 500 people will see it. Uh, 100% <laughs> viral. I would retweet that shit. No way am I doing that in front of a lecture can you imagine like the pissy puddles? No, I agree. I would do. I would go viral as well. Also, I feel like it was if we were gonna go viral, thing about it would be like peeing ourselves in the club bunch and laughing or something. True. And that's hilarious, and people will relate to it. Yeah. And obviously, it's Montreal, so it'll probably like free. 
so it would just be like weird you and funny yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. no I think that's I definitely agree yeah because yeah. that sounds like my worst nightmare okay would you rather receive five thousand dollars but you have to spend it on a shopping spree like in one go or a thousand dollars in cash how much is the first amount again five thousand a thousand percent I would choose the five thousand and I would go have the best wardrobe ever. Okay, yeah, me too. I would love that. Some smart people are like, I'd take the thousand dollars because it's cash. So I could like save it. No, no. I would take the five thousand and go on a shopping spree for sure. And also, you can buy valuable things you can like sell later if you really want to. Yeah, go buy some like designer pieces or something. That's what I would do. I have purses. 100%. love purses. I love purses as well. You have great purses. Thank you. I try. They're all like secondhand. No way. Good for you. Look at this sustainable queen. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather, I think we're going to have different answers for this, but I might be wrong. Spend one month in a nice beach house, but you have to be alone the whole time. Or one month camping in a tent in the woods with the person of your choice. Um, I, a hundred, that's hard. Honestly, Shira. Okay, I have some questions about this. Okay. Some further questions. Sure. Do I have access to normal toilets and beaches in the woods? It's a porta potty. Uh huh. 100% taking the beach house. Sorry, Luke. I love you. I know you're listening to this. Okay, I'm definitely taking the beach house as well. And I kind of thought you would take the camping with Luke. Well, I did a weekend of porta pottying <laughs> with Luke. Um, and you know what? It's the porta potty that gets you. Like that's the worst part, not sleeping on the ground. Oh, I can sleep anywhere. I literally went to boarding school. Yeah, that's all fine. That's totally fine. I'm like just the porta potty. It's the porta potty. So if there was normal bathrooms, you would choose that one. Yeah. Damn, I still wouldn't. I probably would, just because also like Luke's really handy with that kind of stuff. Mm. So I know like I wouldn't get eaten by bears or anything. Maybe if I was like really in love, I'd be able to do that. Oh no! Like in my head, like a hundred and every part of me thinks. Yeah. But I just feel like... I think that spending a month alone in a beach house sounds like a dream. I think I would get really bored of my... I would be like, what am I going to... I would run out of books to read that I wanted to read. And I would go for you like... FaceTime people. Oh, I have access to phones and things. Oh, I don't know, actually. Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess that changes it. Alone. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Okay, then you can't contact anyone. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. that would. Suck. I would still choose the beach house, though. I think I would definitely choose the woods. Okay. Okay, last question. With toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Only first toilets. Would you rather have a photographic memory Ooh. or be able to read people's minds? A hundred percent photographic memory. I would hate to know what people are thinking about me all the time. What if you can choose when you read it or not? No, still photographic memory. Okay. Can I be like the smartest person in the world? Yeah. I think I'd take the photographic memory as well because what other people think of me is none of my business. Yes. They are inside for a reason. Like, I would love people to read people's minds in certain situations, like, if I need information. That would be really useful. But, be dating, can you imagine? Oh, my God, that'd be a dream. Yeah. But, realistically, you're not meant to be able to do that. No, and I think it is for a reason. I 100% agree. I I would definitely choose photographic. Okay, me too. Okay, well, thank you so much, Eleanor. I had so much fun recording with you. Thank you so much for having me. I, it's been a dream, because... I have been listening since day one. So I feel like kind of like a local celebrity. You are a celebrity in my life. And you are one in mine. Well, you kind of actually are one. <laughs> I always not. say that Shira is a celebrity. The listeners out there. Like famous. Yeah. Or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. I hope people find this useful. 
And I'm just like, oh my god, who is this crazy bitch? No, I think that this is really fun. <laughs> I had so much fun, so I'm yeah, sure you guys love so listening to it. We'll listen to it. Oh, I'll definitely listen to it. I'm gonna send it to everyone I know. Oh my god. Probably maybe my mom and dad. Yeah. I might miss that. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye.